Good morning, class. We are going to, um, Trina, would you see if you would get those pictures back up for me? I just wanted to mute it, and I moved it. I want you to observe the season on our screen. Daniel got it working for me, and I touched I just want to get the um, <clears throat> picture on without the music. First of all, it is a wonderful, wonderful blessing to have Diane here, for which um, there's a card going around for Tim. And then also, Tim's address is right up here. If we could just flood his room with cards, what a blessing that would be. Just let him know that we are praying for him. There are two other <clears throat> uh, prayer requests right away that I want to run by you. Um, Jan, who usually sits like right here, Jan and Ken, Jan and Ken, he got a really uh, negative report back from the MRI. The prostate cancer has metastasized. He's in horrible pain, horrible pain. The change from last month to today is unbelievable. They spent about five hours in ER on Thursday, and um, uh, we, we talked and prayed together yesterday. But they have an appointment, hopefully. You know how it is with appointments. You just, hopefully it's Monday because his pain meds run out. It was just for a, a three-day period. And um, they are going to try to get on track with some new procedures for this cancer. So pray for Jan and Ken, Jan and Ken Morris. And then also... Um, a praise. Gail Cox surgery went very well. She's of course sore and tender, but um, <clears throat> I'm just I'm just assured that she's going to feel so much better. That gallbladder, uh, just from what we've dealt with with Clint, when that either gets removed or gets gets fixed, there is such a world of difference. You still have to be really careful about what you eat, of course, which is how we should be all the time. But then those little organs just remind us, don't they? <laughs> so. Um, Carol Ellis has a, a request to please pray for her brother Mark. It's Mark, right? He is uh, down with a really terrible dehydrating case of COVID. He's in the hospital, um, but because of the issues and the politicizing of everything, a lot of staff were short-staffed. They had to actually take him to another hospital because there's not staff to take care of the patients because of the mandate and that type of thing. It's just so sadly complicated. So please pray for Mark. And then, um, and her, her mother-in-law is doing well with the radiation. She's had her five-day treatment. That's an update on that. Karen Mendham asked for a prayer for a, a man named Ron. He's a former co-worker. It's a heart issue. I don't know if he's saved, so even as the Lord gives Karen opportunities to write and talk to him, uh, pray concerning his salvation, but his name is Ron. It's a former co-worker of Karen's. And then another one that I'd like you to put on is um, our Charmin. Charmin is down with a lot of just rough things right now, a lot of complicated things. She has an autoimmune body, as many of us do, but she is just really, if you could get a card out to Charmin. Um, what's the name of her road? Is it Delta? Okay, Delta. I've got that, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, actually, I've got it on my phone, but I can't use my phone. It's, but it's Delta. It's Charmin Hagenauer. Um, you could either get it through Maya. I think Katie just went to get it, which probably will be up there. But Charmin is just having a rough time. And, you know, they went to 
um, see Cindy, and wow, what a fiasco happened there. And God is in charge, and God was gracious, and the little grandson's fine and all that, but she has just had weeks and weeks of feeling horrible and then um, emergency situations happening. Please pray for Sharman. Please pray for Sharman. Yes, Karen. Yes, I've got that right up here. But he's got a little cold. He's okay. Amen. This is this is the second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. With that. Yes. No, Leslie. Great, Leslie. No. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. They've got a weather radio. Yeah. Bob and Shirley Smith. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this uh, this afternoon, just as that comes to, you know, as you look outside and you see that it's foggy, <laughs> pray for the uh, the families in Missouri. Um, with this system going through, Bob and Shirley. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I just want to say, like, reiterate, pray for Sharma. Thank you. Like, basically, like my family. Yes, um, she is a wonderful yeah, caregiver. Thank you. So, yep. You know, yep. And then, um, I actually have like, like two surgeries. Surgeries um, coming up. Okay. Complicated. Okay. Okay. And Courtney, how's your job going? It's going good. Um, I can't drive, but I'm actually hoping that I can get yeah. to drive. And okay. That would make it a lot easier, right? Easier, yeah. But, um, well, it's good. It's, it was a great opening, and it's a good first step, yeah. and praise the Lord on that. Yeah, I'm so. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, with that, with those updates, I am so glad that you're here. Um, actually, I'm going to, Diane, with your pretty handwriting, would you write, Dear Ken and Jan? Dear Ken and Jan, and get that around. These are, um, this is the lady that I was telling you about with Ken with his uh, cancer, and we will get that out there. I'll probably be over there sometime this week. I plan on seeing her, so yeah, just send that around, uh, that. All righty, have you noticed the change in color? By the way, it's great to have Carol back with us, and uh, yeah, yeah, our prayers are with you. The change in color, haven't, I mean, isn't it amazing this new season, this season of change? I love autumn, and I say the word autumn for this season because ever since God gave us an autumn bonner, you know, it's now, this is autumn, it's, and I don't like the connotations with the word fall, all right, not at this stage of my life, 
Um, you know, fall is not in my vocabulary anymore. It is autumn. And autumn is like a visual miracle. It is a visual miracle of what God does. And I love the way that autumn is just um, in your face about it. I mean, it's like, you know, look at the change of my lipstick. I've gone from green to red to yellow to orange. And she just flaunts it. Everywhere you look, it's a beautiful testament of God's artistry. And I just think that, I mean, who changes a green leaf to red, yellow, and orange? Who does that, class? God does that. God does that. And he's saying, notice me. Look at what I do. Look at what, look what I have done. And it's in this new season of change. Um, I love the fact that we can look at change and usually change does not give us a good vibe. Usually change is hard. And God says, no, don't fear change. Do not fear change. Daniel, and all the scripture of today is up here if you want to take a picture of it and study it later on. Daniel 2.21, this is what Daniel writes. He changeth the times and the seasons. God does that. God changeth the time and the season. Have you heard the honking geese? Have you heard the honking geese? I mean, we had a flock fly over, so huge and so loud. I was calling to Clint to have him come and see. He couldn't even hear me because the geese were so loud. It's like they were, it's like they were so excited because they were going to Florida. And you'd say, well, I'd be honking if I'm going to Florida too. You know, Maybe where, that's where that... that um, but, but, but what's so beautiful is maybe they were thanking the Lord. Maybe they were thanking Jesus, you know? And... Uh, that phrase that came up on the bumper stickers, honk if you love Jesus, maybe that's where that came from. But it's just a beautiful thing to see change happen and know that God is in control of this change, that God has orchestrated this change. Um, Psalm 96, 11. All of nature is interactive with God. This is a beautiful truth. All of nature honors its creator and its maker. It lives in obedience to its maker. Do you know what the middle, where the middle of your Bible is? The exact middle of the Bible is, turn to Psalm 9611. And right smack dab in the middle of your Bible, this is what our God says. You're just going to love this. And it has to do with nature. And that's why I wanted these pictures up here to show you the majesty and the power and the authority of God. But the middle of your Bible is Psalm 96, verse 11. And it begins with this wonderful word that we're going to look at later on in the lesson, the word let. Let. What does let mean? It means allow. Let, to allow. It says, let the what? Heavens rejoice. And let the earth be what? And let the sea and the fullness thereof. Now look at 12. Let the field be what? And all that is therein, then shall all the trees, what? Uh, rejoice. I mean, look at what nature is doing, girls. The, the, the waves are jumping up and down. There's another reference that says the trees clap their hands. All of nature lives in response to its great creator. And it's all rejoicing, and it's all clapping, and it's all majestic, even as they're all changing. They're rejoicing. So... Think with that as you apply the changes in your life to this change of season. Because we're all changing. Matter of fact, 
I want to be interactive this morning in our class. When I say, who does that, I want you to say back, God does that. So th think of those, those geese that are flying overhead. They don't have a GPS. They don't have a smartphone. But they know exactly where to go and how to go and when to go. Who does that? God does that. Oh, you are good. You are right there. God does that. God does that. Have you noticed the squirrels? There's a squirrel that comes on these pictures that I just loved watching. The squirrels, are they're scurrying. They're rushing. They're hoarding. They're hiding. They're putting stuff away. Their pantry puts mine to shame. There's no shortages for the squirrels. There's no empty shelves for the squirrels. Now, how in the world do they know when and how to do that? Who does that? God does that. So with all of nature changing and this changing season that we're in right now, everything changes. Everything changes. The seasons, the days, the moments. You know, right now you're a different person than you were when you walked in that door. The person next to you is changing. Go ahead, tell her. You're changing. Tell her. <laughs> Who does that? Who does that, girls? God does that. Here is a securing verse because we are changing all the time. Psalm 31:15. Ready? My times are in thy hand. My changing times are in thy hand. We need that today in this day. We need to be secure in the fact that God is in charge of the seasons and the times, and he's personally involved with my changing times. Way before COVID, I was at Ollie's, and I was in the book section, and there was a really lovely middle-aged lady standing there with a chicken soup for the soul in her hand, and it was the one for menopause. And I smiled, and I said, get it. It's worth the read. And she, she rolled her eyes, and she said, oh, the change. Oh, the change. You know the change. And I said, yeah. She said, it's awful. And I said, well, trust me, it's going to get better. It'll get better. And I said, do you know God has a plan for every change in our life? And I was getting out a gospel tract to hand to her. And she said, you know what? I do know that. But I need to remember that. And I said, can I invite you to our ladies' Sunday school class? And she said, well, actually, I teach Sunday school. I said, oh, I am so happy. Oh, what church do you go to? And she gave me the name of her church. And I said, that makes us sisters. That makes us sisters. And now the irony is she, I, I, I introduced myself. I said, I'm Kathy Jackson. She said, no. Because she said, my name's Jackson too. <laughs> now, she was as dark as I am light, okay? And I looked at her and I said, we are truly sisters. <laughs> and so as we said goodbye to each other, I said, God bless you as you change. And she said, I know he will. God is in charge of our changing seasons. From day to day, from moment to moment, everything in this world changes. Who does that? God does. Amen. He puts these miraculous changes in front of our eyes for us to see every day. He wants us to clearly know the truth of Romans 1.20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are what, class? Clearly seen. Clearly seen. He says, establish your, don't get used to it. Don't get blind to it. Don't get apathetic to it. Declare out loud, like the trees, like the waves. 
Like, like the heavens declare, declare out loud, God, I trust you. You're in charge of my changing times. And God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. Nature shouts, God is my maker. Here are two great verses to secure yourself in. If you're in a changing time that's a hard time right now, here's two great verses. Isaiah 44, 24. Thus saith the Lord. And, I, you know, I just love scripture that starts out this way. Because it's like when we were little and we used to say, uh-uh, mom said so. Uh-huh, dad said so. Well, this says, thus saith the Lord. And then, and then it gets so beautiful, it's the hug. Thy Redeemer. Thy Redeemer. He's not only the powerful God of the universe, but he's my Redeemer, Carol. That's a personal hug. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer. And now look at this. He goes back to our baby books. Isn't that beautiful? You know, on these smartphones, they, they have these things that come up, a memory for you, a memory for you, and it instantly goes back to five years ago, seven years ago, whenever you started keeping pictures on your, on your smartphone. Yesterday, a couple came up. I, had, I, I opened up my phone, and this came up, memories from, and it was from 10 years ago, and you should have seen the grandchildren. I just couldn't get over it. I just kept going through it. I just kept going through it. This is what the Lord is trying to get into our hearts. Thus saith the Lord, my Redeemer, he that formed thee from the womb. Who does that, class? God does that. Our very beginnings before we even knew who we were and what we were, God had a design and God had a plan, and the plan included change. What happened to us? We began to grow. Well, here's the verse. i got to get through the verse. <laughs> Psalm 44, 24. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, he that formed thee from the womb. I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. Wow. Wow. When a change comes into your day to day, Leslie, even as you lift your in-laws up in prayer, and Julie, as you lift your children up in prayer as that storm's coming through Missouri, God is in charge. God is in charge of this change of weather. He's in charge of all of it, and he has a plan for it. I love Isaiah 45, 16. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens. See how he describes, and he gives us these pictures because we are so dull. But if you, we just take these moments, and Courtney, if we dwell on this truth, God created the heavens. Did you see them last night? Did you see the moon lately? It's been beautiful. God created that God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. So understand, God has a plan for every changing season. And God has a plan for you and me changing. God is the author and maker of all these changes. But the greatest change of them all is the change that he desires to do inside you and me. That's the greatest change. That leaf, that leaf that we're going to look at when we walk outside tomorrow that has changed from, or this afternoon after church, and you see the leaves that have changed from green to red and gold and yellow, and we go, wow, is that pretty? God says, that's nothing. That's nothing like what I want to do inside of you, Kathy, inside of you, Colleen, inside of you, Carol. We have to let him. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. 
All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty together again. The fall of mankind broke us. And all that we strive to do in remaking us and making us better and making us bigger and making us complete, it's all in vain. It's like the king's horses and the king's men. We can't put ourselves together again. Only the king of kings can. And he desires to do this and to do this today and tomorrow. The plan of his redemption, I want us to look at this first because I truly believe there are so many that are not truly born again. We would see such a difference in America if that were so. The plan of redemption, Ezekiel 36, 26. That's the biggest change that this heart needs, and this is what God says about my heart. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. See, the greatest miracle for me starts inside of me. A brand new heart and a brand new spirit. If I woke up crabby this morning, God says, let me change that. I've got a better spirit. You don't have to live out of that old fallen one anymore, Kathy. I've put a new spirit inside of you. Galatians 4, 6. Has my heart been changed? Does his spirit bear witness with my spirit that I'm his child? You know those toddlers in the nursery? They get it. Mom, you put, Grandma, you put your face inside that door, and there's an instantaneous reaction. What is it? Arms fly up. Sometimes tears begin. They're tears of relief because, like, how could you leave me in this place? And now I see your face again. See? There's an instant connection. Girls, when we are truly born again, when we are family, his spirit has indwelt that God-made place that God made his spirit to dwell in. And when that happens, we are a newborn, we are a new creation. Old things have passed away. We're all brand new on the inside, and there's this beautiful connection that then happens that nothing can take away. I'm family. I'm his. I'm his child. So when you receive Jesus, point number one, do I have that paternal connection? Do I know him as Abba, Father? I love Galatians 4, 6. God hath sent forth his spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, you know it, Abba, Father. So God gives us, again, a visual picture and a visual experience of what he wants me to get spiritually with the whole experience of birthing of new life. Doesn't everything change when we carry life inside? Everything changes when we carry life inside. The first thing that begins to change is growth. And girls, if your faith hasn't been growing, if you're the same person you were back when you received Christ 20 years ago and there's not been new growth, there's something wrong. There's something wrong when a baby doesn't grow inside of me. There's something wrong. And spiritually, it's that same connection. And then when that baby is born, you know, when you get to the point of where you're ready to burst, <laughs> and that baby is birthed into this life, this world, what happens then? Our whole world changes. Our whole world changes, and it's never the same again. And that's exactly what God wants me to get with new birth, with growing, with changing. 
And the question I have to ask myself, am I changed? We're in a changing season. Now God's put it everywhere outside. He gives us the experience, especially as ladies inside. Am I changed? So, so this morning when I got up and got ready to go to church, did I live changed? As I helped others get ready, was there a change in the atmosphere because I'm changed? Was there cheerfulness? Was there happiness? Was there the joy of the Lord? May I, my word, if, 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 if the seas roar in a good way and the trees clap their hands, what is Kathy doing every day on a daily basis as I acknowledge God, as I recognize God, that he's my father, I've been changed, I'm growing. So question number two is, number one is, does my spirit bear witness? Number two is, am I growing? Am I changing? Family resemblance. Um, we went to uh, the Krupnik's Welcome the Bride and Groom uh, suite get-together yesterday, and it was so pretty. It was so pretty, everything that was done, and you just rejoiced in young love, you know, young love and, and seeing that happen. But what I couldn't get over was the resemblance between Bobby and Wally and their dad, Bob. My word, they look like three brothers. They, you know, I, I, I said, it's just amazing. I love family resemblance. A friend of mine saw a picture of Caitlin, and she said, wow, she is the spitting image of Katrina. And I, it's just beautiful that we have family. How much do I resemble my father? I love this verse. It's, it's beautiful. It's uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we all with open face, I mean, nothing hiding, open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, ready, are changed into the same image. And the reason we don't live change is because girls are not beholding his image. One of the beautiful ways God gives us to every day behold him is to glorify him in our changes, in our changing seasons. We're going to talk about that. Did I look like Jesus this morning? Yesterday, did I sound like Jesus yesterday with my actions and my reactions? God has changed my eternal destination from this earth to heaven. I'm going to see and be a part of things that I cannot even imagine. And as we look at this bodacious season of autumn, we go, wow, don't we? It's nothing, girls. It is nothing compared to what we are going to experience when we get home, home to heaven. It's nothing. Who does that? God does that. He's preparing a place for us right now. So, if I'm not changed, if I'm not living changed, the question is, will I let him? Now, we're going to go back to this little word, let, that I talked about at the beginning, let. Will I let him change me? Because we must. All of nature lives in obedience to its maker. But with us, when he breathed into us and we became a living soul, he breathed into us the freedom of choice. Because he did not want an enforced obedience, an enforced love. That's not love. He wanted a free will. Lord, I love you so much today. Make me more like you today. Change me with all the changes that come into my day today, the ones I like and especially the ones I don't like. Use those, Lord, to make me sound like you, to make me look like you, to make me be a helper the way you help me. Will you let him? Letting him. Turn your Bibles to Genesis 1. You're just going to love this. I, I just love this. 
Genesis chapter 1. What's amazing is that the God of the universe would have his words recorded. He did not have to have this written down for us, but he wanted us to get it. So audibly, audibly, his first recorded word, he puts it in his word so we can read it. And his first out loud word, you know how you cherish the, word, the first words of your, of, your, of your children? You wait for them. You, you form your lips for them. God knew verbiage and wordage is huge because it's identifying. It's naming. It's describing. Well, the first audible word that God said is the word what? Let. let. In other words, allow. Let. Let. And when God spoke this word, Wow, did the world change. Everything changed. Now, I want you to quickly look in chapter 1 of, verse, uh, of Genesis, chapter 1. And, it, and it, I'm just going to quickly go through this. But in verse number 3, and God said, let there be light, let. Go down to verse 6. Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Verse 9, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place. God's putting borders up. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass. Verse 14, let there be lights in the firmament. Uh, verse Verse 20, let the waters bring forth abundantly. Verse 24, let the earth bring forth living creatures. And then verse 26, let us make man in our own image. Allow, allow, allow. And every time God said, allow this to happen. Allow my word to make an effect. Hello, I'm so happy you're here. Great. No, that's no problem. We're never late here. We're just in Sunday school. That's great. My name's Kathy Jackson. Nan. Nan, Nan, great. Great to be here. So every time God spoke let into the darkness, what happened, girls? Light. Every time God spoke let into creation, into the day, what happened? Everything changed. Everything changed. If you are in a spot that is dark or disappointing or dreary, or dull, let God's powerful word pierce it. Inject that into that moment, okay? And God says, I will change it. I will change it. With every let that we just went through in Genesis chapter 1, what did God say about it? It's good. It's good. It's good. Having a bad time, having a bad day, let's get into what's good. Let's let God change what only he can change with his spoken word. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And when I take the powerful, piercing word of God, and I inject that into what is changing, he changes it for his glory. It's for my good. It is good. It is good. It is good. It's for God's glory. So with that in mind, let me give you some practicality. That is, the, that is the scriptural truth. That is the philosophy behind what I'm going to tell you to do right now. And it's fundamental. It's not, what I'm going to tell you to do is not just rote repetition. There's a reason why God wrote down and said, let me in. Let me in your words. Let me in your thinking. Let me in your arguments. Let me in your loving. Let me in your friendships. Let me in because I want to affect you with the best change. It is good. It is very good. So with that in mind, the next truth, I think it's about truth number three. Don't live in reference to change. 
do live in reference to being changed. I'm going to tell you why we cannot live in reference to change. Change breeds fear. Don't we live in changing times today? So, so much change. From, from COVID to culture to catastrophes. And with every change, what comes whispered up, first of all, is what if. What if. Change breeds what if. And you've got to have the powerful word of God to combat that fear and that doubt. And if you don't, if I don't, you know what? I just, I live wound up, I live bound up, I live angry, I live fearful, because that's what takes over. And God says, stop it. Let me in. Let me in. Let my word in. First of all, Psalm 31.15, it's another reference up here, 31.15. When I live in fear, you've got to, you've got to go to battle with it, with God's word. Psalm 31.15, my times are in his hands. My times, my changing times are in his hands. Now, reference the verses that we just talked about a minute ago about he formed us from the womb. The hands that made me now hold me. I can rest in that regardless of the change that comes into my day. His spirit indwells me to teach the truth. Remember how we talked about and, and point number one? Am I truly his child? Does his spirit bear witness with my spirit? Does his spirit live within me? Well, his spirit lives within me to teach me, to teach me about my maker, to teach me about my God, to teach me what Clint teaches. Relax. Relax. Don't fear. Don't fear changes. So God speaks out loud, let. And then he says, it is good. God took darkness and spoke his truth into it, and what happened? Light. Who does that? Oh, come on, class. Who does that? God does that. God does that. My fear puts me in the dark, but when I speak God's truth into it, he gives me the peace that passes understanding. Who does that? It's only from God. It's not a peace that happens because things are good. It's a peace that happens when things aren't good, but I speak God's truth into my moment, and God gives me a peace that passes understanding. Inject God's powerful word into your next moment. Just like in the beginning when God spoke light and he said, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's the confidence. We need to take down the lies of what if with the truth, it is good. Every time you find your mind or your heart saying, what if? Say, no, 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 no. It is good. God has a plan. God has a plan for this change. Now, learning to voice it, learning to voice God's goodness. I go a little bit beyond because I love the fact that we can, first of all, recognize death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life. God has blessed us with this ability to fight spiritual warfare. He has blessed us with a mouth that can speak his powerful word into my weak moments or my fearful moments or my angry moments. Why don't we use it? Why don't we use it? 
We use our tongue for all the wrong reasons. We use our language for all the wrong reasons. God says, no, glorify me. That's why I made your mouth, Kathy. Speak life with your tongue. So how do I do that exactly? I say it's going to be so good. You guys heard me say this. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Now, God said it's good, it's good, it's good. And then when it came to us, he said it's very good. But we get to say this. It's good. It's so good. And practicing this verbiage out loud with all the good things that we get to enjoy, number one, it not only reminds us and helps us acknowledge that he daily loads us with his benefits. We just get so used to them because we don't acknowledge him in all our ways. But it allows us to see our Jesus in ways we never saw before because we are acknowledging him in all of our ways. Before I describe how this habit that is so good about voicing out loud, it's going to be so good. By the way, God voiced it out loud. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. We need to follow his example. We're his children. We need to be more like him, voicing his word out loud. Psalm 34, 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Verbally, audibly declaring out loud, it's going to be so good. Changes my day every day. But most of all, it changes me. It makes me more like my father. I'm sounding just like him. It's good. It's good. It's going to be so good. I love the fact that we can add that little word so because that is projecting my faith into the next moment. That's what that is. Because we're going to talk about moments that are hard to swallow. God says, oh, taste and see that I am good. That has to do with absorbing. But what about those moments that are hard to swallow? God says, I want you to say the same thing, only I want you to add two words. And we're not going to get to the two words quite yet. First, let me describe to you. It's going to be so good. Sounding like our Father, it fleshes out the scripture um, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but acknowledging him. That saying out loud, Courtney, is that verbal thing of acknowledging God in whatever I'm doing, in everything that I'm doing. We're walking through these changing moments today together as I acknowledge him. Do it out loud. Your family needs to hear it. Your children, your grandchildren, your friends, your boss, your employees, your coworkers, they need to hear you. It's so good. It's so good. It's your light that so shines before men that they may see and hear your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. When I speak God's words out loud, what it does, it's good for me, and it glorifies God. For instance, Doug and I have our coffee at 6 a.m. every morning. We're early birds, and we love it. And now that it's dark and cold, we sit by the fireplace. And I bring our coffee in, I hand him his, and I take mine, and I sit down, and I put my freezing cold hands around my cup of hot coffee, and I bring it up to my mouth and my nose, and before I take a sip, this is what I say every morning, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Thank you, Father. See, beginning to call it good as we are told to do, as we are supposed to mimic our Father's language, it gives us an appreciation in our heart 
for what we have. We, we live so blind to what we have. It's going to be so good. Doug will call me on his way home. And he said, hon, I'm coming home. I'm coming home from church. I'm on my way. And I say to him, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Normalcy is so good. Ask dear Diane. It's going to be so good. Um, I shave Clint's sweet face every morning. And I look deep into his eyes and I say, oh, Clint, today it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good today, Clint. And he nods and I say, don't move, I'll cut you. <laughs> <laughs> we walk out to the mailbox every day. His job, it's one of his jobs of getting the mail. But a lot of times we'll post letters together. And we'll put that stamp on and I say, Clint, and I'll get his shoes tied for him. And I say, Clint's going to be so good. We're going to go outside and we're going to smell fresh air. It's going to be so good. And we're going to stretch our arms and we're going to walk hard to the mailbox. It's so good to move. It is so good to move. Clint, aren't we grateful? It's going to be so good. We can go up and down steps. It's going to be so good. Do you know God's word says in Acts that we live and move and have our being in him? The whole fact that you are breathing your next breath is all because God is doing it. And you better say it's so good. Just try holding it. You know, it's so good. It's so good. Learning to verbalize this phrase in our day, every day about everything, God does what only God can do in my changing moments. And he says, it's good. It's good. On this Sunday morning, my feet touch the floor. God, it's so good. It's Sunday. It's your day. Lord, thank you. Thank you that we can go and meet together in Sunday school in church. It's going to be so good. Lord, I get to sing in the choir. I can't hit half the notes, but that's okay. It's going to be so good. I get to stand next to Trina and hear her singing, and it's going to be so good. Yeah. And Lord, we're going to open up your word in the congregation, and we're going to hear preaching, and you're going to speak to me. It's going to be so good. It changes everything, girls, when we begin to verbalize God's truth into our moments. But what about those changing moments that we we're talking about that are hard to swallow, that we don't like? What do we do with those? Well, we add two words. I'm not going to tell you the two words yet, but this is what I want you to take an example from. We can take those moments right from our dear prayer list, and we can look at our prayer list and I can say with praise about Gail's surgery, Lord, thank you. It's so good. Her surgery went well. I look at Tim that we pray for multiple times throughout the day. And dear Diane sitting here, what a praise that is. And I praise the Lord. And I say, Lord, it's so good Diane's here. And Lord, it's so good what you're accomplishing in Tim's body. But Lord, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. I look at Michelle over here. Big changes coming into her life. Big changes. And Michelle, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. The hard things that come, the, the deals that fall through or the deals that don't go through, it's okay. It's going to be so good. And as you voice out loud God's goodness and you say it's going to be so good, you are injecting into your future moments God's goodness as his perfect will is happening in your life. You've got little Willow. She's got to be secure in the fact it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. I look at Carol and I look at Karen who take care of moms and it's a hard time and I'm telling you learning to voice it's going to be so good 
not only does that assure you that the God who formed you has this changing time in his hands, it's going to be so good, and he has promised you strength and sufficiency for today as you are caregivers in a hard time, in a waiting time, in a tough time. But then it, go, it gets even better. As you voice, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be so good. It is this fact that comes through through the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. There is a rejoicing. Lord, help me make it good for my mom. It's the last thing in the world you feel like doing. You're tired. You don't feel like it. But God does what only he can do in me. When I don't feel like it, when I don't want to, God, it's going to be so good. And when I acknowledge him with that one statement, he changes my attitude and he gets my mind off me. And I say, how can I make mom happier? I'll never forget going to, mom was in a care facility for three months. Christy took care of mom for three years. And then it got really bad. And for those three months, and she was, she was not mom at all. And to walk in is just heartbreaking. And I even stopped bringing Clint. Clint used to cheer mom up, but then it got really bizarre. And, and I would ha- walk down her hallway, and I would say, God, it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. Now, you show me how I can put hope in mom's life. Mom, mom was hopeless. She was hopeless. And I got to put hope in her life. And it's going to be so good. Now, every single one of these, it's going to be so good. Kathy and George just buried their mom, his mom. And you know what? It was so good. Numbers of people came to know Christ as their personal Savior as they heard the gospel and received Christ. Forgiveness and grace and latitude was given amongst family members. It was so good. That's what God does. But now, just as we change, those moments that are really hard to see, we get to practice with all the good things. How many good things do we get right now? We have a roof over our head. We're with sisters in Christ. We're going to eat lunch. We're going to go sing in the choir or listen. We're going to sing songs together in the auditorium. God's word is going to speak to our hearts in about 15, 20 minutes. We have so much. And so, Lord, God's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. There's not a time I open my Bible, but that I've learned to say, God, it's going to be so good going to be so good. Those are the practice times. Because I'm going to tell you, if the Lord tarries next week and we get to meet together, there are so many times that don't feel good, that hurt, that are fearful or that are angry. What do you do with those times? God says, I want you to say the exact same thing, only I want you to add two words. Lord, it's going to be so good. And then there's two words we add. And I promise you, God changes it all as only he can. So practice with the good things because it's going to allow you then to easily say what God said in the beginning when it was dark, what God said when everything was empty, what God said when everything was without order. God says, let let me change it. It's going to be so good. So next week, as the Lord tarries, I'm going to give you the next two words. 